It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply <laughs> Well, well, well. Welcome to the first episode of Total Screamers. I'm Sybil. And I'm Jade. Ah, there he is. <laughs> you got me on the end. Good start. <laughs> Pod, podcast is end. <laughs> anyway, this is, uh, this is our podcast, Total Screamers. It's uh, it's named not just for goals, but because we're, we're, a couple of, we're a couple of Total Screamers. In the military, that means we are, we're a couple of choppers. And we are. We, are, we, are, we totally recognise that, man. <laughs> I think we've both accepted it. <laughs> yes, it's an honest opinion. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is all the Premier League games. We're going to start off with Man United. And uh, Jake, you watched the Man United game. What did you think? I thought for the um, the opening 15, 20 minutes, I thought Everton, Everton were all over them, to be honest. They were, mate. Um, they were. They, they were absolutely all really, really good. Um, it, Bernard's goal was it was a really good finish. Defensively, I thought United were poor in that first 20 minutes, but... They got they got the rocket up up the arse, I think, after the goal they you know, they started winning winning every second ball. That's that's what that I was gonna say, mate. Winning winning right. every every first and second ball. Calvin Lewin was dominating um in the air and you know As he does. Yeah, exactly. He's 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 in a he's in good form at the minute, so you know, he's gonna he's gonna be confident of winning everything. Um and but yeah. after the um, after that first Everton goal, I thought United picked up Fernandez had a, he was a really good editor. Um it was like a light switch, mate. It was like a light yeah, switch. It just, was like that first fifteen it. minutes. They were just so passive, so yeah, so passive just, in their play. It was, and you could tell yeah. that they were coming off a, off a defeat, you know. And they just they didn't look up for it. They didn't look hungry. Didn't look like they wanted it. But that goal really it did give it did it gave them a rocket, a light switch going on, like you say. Yeah, and it it didn't take long at all for them to respond. Bruno Fernandez with the header, uh, Luke Shaw's cross, I believe, and um, Everton's defence just. So I fell apart a little bit. Yeah, um, they, you know, the cross <laughs> come in and, and the two centre backs just sort of like walked away, watched watched Fernandez run into it. He, he yeah, was really 
Really good. Oh, um, and he, he's just what a player, man. What a player. Yeah, I mean, he's, as, he's as Bruno Fernandez, the sole reason Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is still in a job. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just what, 30, 33 goals and assists since he joined. <laughs> That's like 90% of United's goals, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, 90% he's just involved in absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, I thought Bernard was going to be actually the, the weak link because you can just yeah. tell how much they really are missing uh, Richarlison um, and his yeah, physicality definitely. and um, he's, he's out well and um, there's other things as well it's just you can see you can tell how much Calvert-Lewin um, relies on Richarlison to, to drag players away and to, to be physical on that left hand side I mean if you look at the stats Everton just did not go down the right hand side of the pitch at all <laughs> yeah no, they didn't. <laughs> I mean I didn't um, even know he was playing on the right for Everton to be honest <laughs> well it was uh, it was James Rodriguez but he kind of yeah. has licence to kind of go tight, yeah I was going to say he does have yeah. that licence and um, the only sort of stable presence in the midfield for Everton was in my opinion Alan yeah, Alan's um, a really good signing for them, I think. He's a oh, really good he's, player. He looked pretty yeah. good in Napoli, didn't he? So. Yeah, and he's, he's just... He's one of those players that's the same every week. It's good every week. Fabinho's a bit like yeah. that. Liverpool, it's like... Um, yeah, exactly. not, it's consistently... 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 Second, yeah, like every week. Um, same like Jordan Henderson and and, and um, Gina Wijnaldum are just consistently yeah. pushing out sevens. Um, and he's kind of given that to, to Everton. Um, I quite like the the midfield of Alan Decoury and um, Andre Gomez. That's yeah, that's a free Gomez I would have. Um, but I think he's put he's put Gilfie Sigurdsson in uh, for this game, and he's played uh, obviously the front three of Bernard Calvert Lewin and James Rodriguez. James Rodriguez yeah. just had bright moments, but just really couldn't get involved because it just they just better get the ball to him. I suppose that they just got on the ball. I think Luke Shaw was all over him as well, so. Yeah, you know, you know and and Luke Shaw. They they sort of tightened up and stopped. Yeah. stopped Bernard and and um, like you say, Rodriguez getting on the ball. And a a rare well good game for Luke Shaw. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, a rare good game. I mean, I I can't imagine what it's like to have like big fat Luke Shaw just all over you, mate, just climbing <laughs> all over you. <laughs> I would hate oh, yeah. that. <laughs> I would absolutely yeah. hate to have Luke Shaw climbing all over me. But yeah, as far as yeah, as soon as. Like like you said, um, after the goal, it was um, it was just a case of United just flipped the switch and and just turned into this like they were they were passing forward, um, they were just making runs off each other. Um, the only one that didn't really get involved too much was Martial, but he was still finding yeah, he himself in really, those. Um, he still found himself in areas, but he didn't. Yeah, but it was a lot more like um, the link up between uh, Rashford and Fernandez. Yeah, I thought Juan Mata really played okay. Yeah, I Juan Mata played okay. You know, two games two games in a week. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect him to start, but he did tell and, uh, he played well, like you say. Did yeah, well. and he's like 57 years old, so, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know off the top of my head how old he is, but I know he's getting on. Um, Fred Fred played, again, it's a rare game, and I look at a game that, that Fred's played in, and I think, Fred actually wasn't terrible. I'm not yeah. saying he was good, right? I'm not saying he was, like, good, but he definitely was... Better than usual. Yeah, he's. Um, I don't know if you heard Troy Dini on the radio. United fans want, you know, him and, him and McTominay in midfield. Yeah, just to let Bruno got, Fernandez got away. Pogba and, Pogba and uh, Van der Beek on the bench. It's like, yeah. On, on Fernandez. That's a worry for them if he gets injured. Oh, God. Uh, I dread to think. Well, I don't dread to think. I think it'd be hilarious. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, 
Oh yeah, what I was going to say is like Fred, do you know Troy Deeney said on the radio that you want Fred to have the ball in. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want Fred to have the ball on his feet, takes exactly. seven touches and then ends up facing the wrong way. Yeah. And then um, you can tackle him. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of what they would do without Fernandez, it would be a case of be a it would probably go back to that midfield three prior. Pre Fernandez, it would probably be McTominay, Fred and uh, Paul Pogba. They just really find it difficult to bring Pogba into the game. Man United, don't they? He it's called, like he, he is. came on, didn't he? And he, he yeah, you know, he didn't. I don't even think he had a touch of the ball, did he? <sighs> to be honest, it doesn't look like he's what is it, ninety million pounds? <laughs> yeah, ninety million pound player. <laughs> it's definitely a different um, Pogba than the one that turns up for France. Hundred percent. Well, that was the thing I was going to say when I watched him at the World Cup. I thought, oh my days, this this yeah. man. And I was watching him at the exactly. World Cup. I literally, and it was just like. When he carried the ball, like as a ball carrying player, his gate is so wide as well. It takes like two meters between each yeah. step. It's so uh, hard to get the ball off. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow, he could be, he could really be like one of, if not the best midfielder in the world, if he if he could just hone in on this, you know, talent and physicality, this mix of talent and physicality. But I don't know. United just can't seem to utilize him in a uh, in a midfield, no, um, especially um, when when you've got Fernandez there as well. You just can't play without him. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. You, Pogba needs to run in the team, but you know you can't take Fernandez out, and they don't want to take out you know Fred and McTominay because they offer so much you know at the back like defensively. Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, and their defensive frailties have been mm-hmm. shown a lot this season. So Ollie's well, I, I reluctant. thought he's reluctant to give that to give it up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then it's leaving out you know Pogba and Van der Beek the two expensive signings are sat on the bench and it's a, it's an interesting one for United to be in an interesting position but you know see well, what they do with it yeah. yeah I mean because they do need to protect that back line it's not so much I think I think they probably could get away with like uh, having two sort of creative midfielders and then having a sitting like yeah. uh, maybe using McTominay in a sort of sitting role I don't think Fred could do that I, don't, I really don't think Fred no. could do that they'd need it like not if you look, acro- you look across the Everton side and you look at Allen or Dakuri you know players yeah. that can you know so Allen's really really good his positioning's really good he knows where to make the challenge he knows where to be uh, Dakuri is just an athlete he is just, <laughs> just the ultimate he athlete he'll he just, just run do, you know he's going to run yeah he'll just run minutes, for you it? you know what I mean he would just do your running for you <laughs> yeah exactly um, which is why I think they you know, they stick him sort of like the same side as what Rodriguez is on because they know that yeah. he's going to, you know, do that defensive work that Rodriguez isn't necessarily going to do. Uh, I seen a start the other day in a game. Got a player as good as as good as Rodriguez, you could you're going to give him the creative freedom, aren't you? You know, you're not going to try and stifle him. I seen so. a start for Rodriguez that he didn't do a single sprint in a match, not one. Wow. And Everton dominated. I can't remember what game it is, uh, but yeah, that's he, <laughs> so that's what, you know, like you said there, that's why they've got to have a player like that. When you have these sort of creative players, I mean, you really do need to allow them to be free. And I mean, when you've got, like, I thought Lindelof was absolutely terrible. I thought he was shocking. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin um, targeted him all game, didn't he? Yeah. And he, he, he knew exactly life. what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Maguire's going to win every header, so, you know, he's going mm-hmm. to appeal to one of them, but it's got to be on the other players to help him out as well. You know, yeah. you can't, he can't be expected to look after to do it all on his own. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. Like, Dobby Cavalier is so his physicality is a massive part of his game, and he he's, he's an athlete. He has been, so he's yeah, gonna, you know, he's going to operate in that six yard box, running off players and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, obviously, if you're looking at the two, <laughs> you're thinking um, uh, Lindelof. Right. Another thing I want to talk about is what about Pickford's <laughs> Pickford's oh, clear pen? Right. How does he keep getting away with this stuff? This honestly, is the second one. This is the second one. You know. Um, yeah, Pickford, you know, he's he's just a liability, I think. And he's I think he's just solely living off the fact that 
he saved a couple of penalties in the World Cup, and that is 100% what he's living off. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's that bad. Jake, there's any way back I, for Pickford. Well, Gareth Southgate, he's, outright, he's outright said that his position yeah. isn't even up for contention. And that's, I thought, what, that's what I mean. I mean, it? really, like, if you're Nick Pope, you've got to be thinking, oh, what do I need to do? I know, granted, Nick Pope, is, he's having a shocking time. And Dean Anderson is, I don't know what he's got he's to do. Bench, I don't know, I don't know the tech. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, I really did think, uh, but he obviously chose to go back to United. And I think Sheffield United were definitely, I think they would have, if, he, if he'd made himself available, they probably would have bought him. Yeah. Um, you know, they bought Rams there, didn't they? And yeah. He's uh, not kept we'll, the we'll come on to. Yeah, we'll come <laughs> on to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's looking like back-to-back relegations for, for Ramsdale, to be honest. But um, uh, no, I mean but, Sheffield but might yeah. bounce back, but we'll, we'll come on to that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what David de Gea has to do to to get displaced. To be honest, um, yeah, at thirty years old, do you know what I mean? If they were going to sell him, now is the time. I think if yeah. they give him another season or they give him a second season and it's just not working out, he's going to be thirty-two and. Any sort of value they could get for him, that's, that's probably going to be virtually gone. It's, it's going to probably look at just finding some some club that will pay his wages. Probably PSG. Yeah, it'll be PSG or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, exactly. They always do it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you want a player? Oh, he's passed it. Yeah, send him here. <laughs> we'll pay his extortionate wages. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, what? A million a week? Yeah, we'll give him that. Um, <laughs> It was a penalty, 100%. Um, you know, you've just got to look at it. I've seen a, uh, like a still image from the game and you've got Keane, Michael Keane and Pickford both kicking Maguire. Yeah. Um, the ball's about 10 foot in the air and you think, how does he get, how does he get away with that? Um, I have no you know, idea. They, on BT, they mentioned like, Peter Walton. You know, he was straight up and he was like, it's a penalty. And Yeah. <laughs> The you know, reason they came got... out and said the reason they came out and said that it wasn't a penalty is because apparently Maguire uh, pushes Pickford in the chest. That's, that's another thing that. But it's so well. soft. It's so soft, mate. A, goal, that, that, a goalkeeper has any contact on them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it automatically a foul. Such um, a protected species, mate. To be honest. They are. They are. It's ridiculous. They can, you know, they can physically assault people and <laughs> get away with it. But if you like, if your shirt is anywhere near them, you, they get the free kick for it, and it's. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was a penalty. You know, it's a penalty every day of the week. In my opinion, yeah. Um, where the where, where United and Everton go from here? Everton seem to be on a downward spiral where I think they've lost, is it three in a row for Everton? Lost three now? in a row now, yeah. Three yeah. Um, United keep just keeping having these like, just these purple patches that just keep to sleep, just keep to keep uh, Ollie in the job just a little bit longer. And Ollie was, I think he was gobbing off about uh, the fixture schedule and stuff like that, how it's ridiculous and 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 X Y Z, and we all know that, right? But I think he's literally he his proper emotion about it. But I think he's literally just too depressed. Talk about anything but me getting a sack, yeah. please. That's, that's <laughs> what he's doing, isn't he? He's he's Can we talk about tactic. anything? Everyone yeah. was, you know, after the game was talking about the fixture congestion. Not, yeah. You know, before the game, it was Ollie has to win to stay in a job. Yeah. Potentially, even if he doesn't, even if they do win, does mm-hmm. he stay? And now, you know, everyone's talking about fixture congestion. So it, I think it was quite, it's quite tactful for Ollie mm-hmm. to do that. Right. We are a bit of um, pressure time. So we will go for a break. And then after that, we're going to have um, DC Res. DC Wrestle, who's a football manager creator and a good friend of mine, he's going to come and talk about his beloved Leeds. See you after the break. All right, so we are back and uh, we are joined by my good friend David Wrestle, or DC Wrestle, who's a football manager content creator. Uh, how's it going, David? 
Yeah, good, thanks, Sarah. How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. And we just spent, I was just saying to you before, uh, before we went on the break, that uh, we just spent about 18 minutes ranting about Man United. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll probably do a wee bit less on Leeds. So what what, what, did, what were your impressions of the Leeds-Crystal Palace match? Oh, God. Um, well, I mean, there's there's obviously one big point that I'm going to have to come to at some point, isn't there? Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get out there, around mate. that to begin with. I'll get, I'll get around. I'll keep we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, we, I th- do you know what? I thought we played pretty well. Um, it was typical Leeds. I think the difference was, is obviously, as, as most people know, Palace are a very well-structured side. So they sat back. They caught us on the break. Um, first goal, cracking header from Scott Dan. Keeper was nowhere near it. Second goal by Eze. Again, fantastic free kick. Third goal, keeper should have done better. He watched it dribble into the, go- into the goal, which is a bit annoying. And then the fourth one was just a defensive shambles. I can't remember who it was who scored it, but he was just on his own in the area. He had about he had about he could probably do a little tamba uh, samba or something in the in the six yeah. yard area. That it was uh, it was Jordan <laughs> Ayew. Yeah. yeah, it was Jordan Ayew, and you just you just can't leave it. I mean, he's no, exactly. so experienced. He's so experienced, Jordan Ayew. You just cannot give him that kind of space. I mean, it was. But I think that to be honest, the game had gone. The confidence had gone. The legs had gone. Um, the heads are gone, but there's a couple of key things that happened in that game that I think contributed to the um, to the result. I th- one is the um, your keeper uh, Melia should do better in the first goal. I know Scott Dan is, is he's a big lad and he and he does do well against the centre backs, but I think he should do better. Patrick Bamford, obviously, <laughs> the <Wow>. first goal. <laughs> the elephant in the room. The elephant. Yeah. Let's let's address it. That for me is possibly the worst offside decision I've ever seen. I have to agree, and that's in that's with no bias whatsoever. It's shocking. It is absolutely shocking. Honestly, the Merseyside derby, the Mane one. Is it Mane who was offside? Yeah, Mane. Yeah, Yeah. that was that was borderline shocking as well. I've got to be honest. I know why it was offside because even though they're being really really picky about it, I get he was offside. This one though. Patrick Bamford's pointing to tell Click where to put the fucking ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> put yeah. it there. Oh no, exactly. sorry, no, 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 you, no. That's offside. Like, you, and bear in mind as well. I've I've looked at the. Uh, there's been a fair few pictures doing the rounds on Twitter in my in my space. Obviously, being a Leeds fan, and uh, that no one seems to notice the fact that I think it's um I think it's Cheku Kuyate, the Palace defender. He's yeah. squatting in front of the line of play. Yeah. It's like, well, if, if Bamford's arm is offside, <laughs> surely, his, surely his fat ass is offside as well. We're playing him on. It's absolute nonsense. And it would have completely changed the game. It was what... Yeah, it was, 100%. That's, that's, that was a key moment for me, mate. Yeah, because 100%. goals change games. Exactly. There was a big... Obviously, you do all the celebrations. I think the longer a team's allowed to celebrate and settle back in and then they get in that sort of like... They get in that sort of zone, right? Okay, it's one each now, right? Obviously, we'll let right off that first goal. It was a bit of a shocker. Let's see how we go. And then to have that taken away, and it's like, ah, oh, and no one understands it's why. It's just, it, it's got, it's, I mean, whether, like, no matter how good your mentality is, that's still in your head of, like, you play the rest of that game thinking, I should, we should have had a fucking goal here. Um, Helder Costa's own goal. I mean, he's doing his job. <laughs> Helder Costa's doing his job. Get in front of the cross. Stop it coming in. I don't know how a keeper, a Premier League level keeper, has beat his near post like that. I know he's no, a good keeper. That- David, I've seen him play, and he, I know he's good, yeah. and, and he's young. He's really young as well. What is he? Twenty-one. He's twenty years old. Yeah, twenty it was, years it was old. Uncharacteristic. Wow. I'll give him that because yeah, every other time I've seen him, he, he he'll have one moment here or there, but it's normally when he kick when he's clearing the ball. Mm-hmm. He's normally pretty pinpoint on the pass, but yeah. in a couple of games this season, he's been a little bit skew with. But that was shocking. I, I I was goalkeeper when I was younger, and that I'd have been shot. I'd have been shot yeah. ten times over if they if my manager had seen me do that. At your near he, post, he just, yeah. go, he just seemed to watch it go in. 
Hey, Dad. He had plenty of time in my eyes, but I mean, it's. Hey, I think Hilda Costa's looking at it like <laughs> I've done my job. Just, I've gotten. I've gotten in front of the cross to, to, to get rid of it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? well, yeah, it's just like mean, watching him going. Are you going to get this or? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. Elan's got it covered. He's he stood on the near on the near post to be fine. Yeah, he's on the near post. It's fine. I think you can see that in his. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw any of it afterwards, but you can see that in his face and Costa's face. He's looking at it and he's like, oh, "Yes, I've scored an own goal, but." How on earth has that got in? <laughs> ah, exactly, mate. And I think that on top of having that goal disallowed, and then suddenly you're two 0 down. I think your head just goes, hey, it's not my fucking day. It's not. It's oh, not my fucking day today, yeah. you know. And it's just like no matter what we're doing. But I think Bamford showed great character, and his second goal was just oh, fantastic. I mean, you were talking about this, David, like a, a wee while ago. There was a lot of doubters about Patrick Bamford and, and could he do the business in the Prem? Yeah, he was, and, he was seven in seven and eight games now. I think it he's is. the reincarnation of Mark Viduka, isn't he? At the minute, <laughs> he's playing really, really well. I actually said to my, my, I said to my dad yesterday, I watched, I, I, I watched a very legal stream of the game yesterday. Very, very, <laughs> Extremely very legal. Above, From a reputable above. source. 1495 legal, was it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I paid every single penny of that, of that, of that price for it. But no, um, I, I texted him and said, Patrick Bamford is looking really lively. And yeah. he'll only do that against certain teams. Like when we played against, who did we play against? Leicester last week, he didn't really have a sniff because it's just not his kind of game. Like he likes it when the when the defenders are stretched because he can go in either side. Like he won't just sit yeah. up top and chest it down. He's not a target man. Because he's, he's plays like, so he's he's plays so distra- at like traditional number nine. Yeah, he's very he'll be everywhere along that front three, and it's yeah. really good to see. And I know that's why he always starts because even when well even when the uh, the, the the lad Augustine came in in the summer, but uh, sorry in January before he just fell apart it seemed and seems miraculously recovered now he plays for another for another team even then everyone's like oh yeah he'll go he'll fit straight into the team and I was going no you won't because but Bamford does everything you need and more he's not just a striker he is effectively he runs the front line for him mm-hmm. and when he's on that sort of form he if he can finish like he has <laughs> like he has been so far this season he will get you a lot of goals and I think he's what he must be what third or fourth top goal scorer at the moment I think he's, he's pushing for it isn't he yeah he's pushing for it he's 100%. definitely um... he's, he's joint fifth with Harry Kane yeah I would never I would never have said that at the start of this season <laughs> I think you'd I'm take it if, if, if someone offered you it before the season <laughs> that Patrick oh, Bamford would be a uh, joint scorer with, with well, uh, eight he's... games gone <laughs> you'd probably take that to be honest mate uh, absolutely it's crazy the crazy the quality he's been he scored a matter of all different goals, doesn't he? As well, you know, it's not just been one yeah. type of goal, which is yeah. When he yeah, been, when everyone, was in the that was sort of everyone was critical of him, wasn't it? Was he, you know, does he score enough goals? But he's showing this season that he can score all types of different goals. Absolutely, yeah. When he was when he was in the championship, it was quite difficult because I think it was obviously it's a completely different level of. Um, it's a hard league, isn't it? Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. And if he's if hard on the legs as well, not, yeah. If you're not strong enough, you're just not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere with it. And now. Now he's getting a little bit more space, arguably a little bit more time. I don't know why you get more time in the Premier League. It's a bit weird. Maybe you just manufacture it better. I don't well, you're know. a wee bit more protected. But you're you're a bit more I protected so, yeah. by officials and stuff like That's that. That's very um, true. Yeah, uh, like like players that players that are good with their feet and and the one time in a ball generally don't get it. Like your Grealishes and Zaha, they don't really get the time because everybody knows how good they are. But generally, if you're an upcoming striker, no one really. A lot of the Premier League players have been pre- Premier. They've been playing Premier League football for a long time. There's not a lot of players that come up from Championship level to Premier League level. Although we've seen maybe 
more of that this season with Ollie Watkins and Evan Rama and stuff like that coming up. But generally, yeah, I, you know, once he gets found out. <laughs> yeah, give, it, give it time. Yeah, give it time and it'll be absolutely rubbish. And it'll be back to square one. Come February, this, come February next year, everyone will be going, I told you shit. <laughs> I would never, never, never have faith in the lad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think what so what, what do you think the the outlook in the rest of the season is for Leeds? I'm still confident. Um, yes, we've not had the best of runs in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've lost. We've, I think we've only won one in five. But we are in the Premier League, and it's obviously no matter how good we were last year, it's always going to be a step up, and it's going to be a massive step up. I still think the step from League One to the Championship is broader, personally. But yeah, I think I think we've still got more than enough to stay above board. We're still the thing is we're actually closer. Or at least no, sorry. Before this, before the Leicester game this afternoon, we were closer to the top of the league. We were the relegation zone, mm-hmm. and I get eight games in, but like you, what that's what nearly a third, nearly a third of the way into the season, or a quarter of the way in. Yeah. So I've got no issue with going down, but we do need to arrest this slump quite actively. I don't, and it I worries, don't think I don't think you go down this. I season. don't think that's even on the. I don't even think that's even on the cards anymore. To be honest, no. I was I think thinking you've got, quality, you've got the quality to stay up. It's just it's what I think for me it's next season. Where do you go from here? There's definitely there's. Yeah. Worse teams in the league than you this season, 100%. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You look at Fulham, West Brom, I, I'd put I'd put Sheffield United in there the way they've been playing so Definitely, far. Yeah. They're, they're, they've, got the, they've got the second season syndrome so, so yeah, bad. Massively, that, massively. That is my worry. <laughs> That's my biggest concern. Is what, like, like you said there, Jake, what do we do the year after? Because yeah. if, the biggest worry for me is, um, is, is losing Bielsa. I know yeah. it's going to happen at some point. I just worry what's going to happen after he leaves. That's my biggest concern. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose him too early into it, do you? That's the problem. Yeah, there's rumours he'll do a fourth season. Yeah. So obviously he's in third at the moment. There's rumours he'll do a fourth. Um, I think it's all lovely. about the project, mate. I think I, it's yeah, a, if, there's a, if there's a project there and, and yeah. he, can see, he can see some sort of like room to grow and... Obviously, he loves the city. He does. I think he loves the club at this point. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so I think if there's projects and room, room to grow, uh, then they probably might sort of... I mean, like, pff, I've said this for a long time, Bielsa, Bielsa will die in a football management job. <laughs> he, will, like, he, will, he will manage to the end. He will go... Absolutely be, to the end, yeah. to the wire. It won't be. It won't be a top. It won't be a top level club either. It'll like, be a project. And, and yeah, people. People make me laugh because I see all like, all over social media and every bit thing like that. Even the news and people are going, "Oh yeah, Man United will, pick, will poach Bielsa in a couple of months." No, absolutely no chance. No, he's no. not going to go there. One, like you say, he's what he wants. Projects. He's not going to go to Man United, although arguably it's a project at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, won't go, I won't go back to them. Yeah, but keep them up. Keep them up. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing I can take out of it. I'm pretty sure we're still above them in the league, so I'll have that. That's fine. <laughs> going into this into this break, but he's not going to go to a team like that anymore because of Leeds. He'll know no, everything no, he about the club, and he, he will won't. never ever do that because he's not a knob. Basically, yeah, effectively, I seen. Yeah, exactly. I, I seen on at least documentary the the guy that was like the negotiator for for Bielsa when when Leeds wanted them obviously he went and spoke with them and he ended up speaking in a hotel for like like ten hours 10, 10, 12 hours and he just could not for the life of him get get Bielsa to discuss a contract yeah. all he wanted to to talk about was the city and the history of the football and what are the ambitions of the club is it is it genuine ambition is it is it is it just for money did he just want that hundred money like you know and it's it's crazy for me he's he's, he's like I won't discuss my salary. <laughs> at all <laughs> well, the thing is, he asked, from what I know he want, he asks for more money but it's so that he pays the staff so every single one of his coaching staff he actually pays for which wow. is ridiculous that's, that's crazy why, 
I don't know what that means. No, no, it's mental, isn't it? He paid for an entire youth training ground setup or upgrade or completely new set. I can't remember what it was for Newell's when he went from when he managed. I've seen that. Yeah, he he paid for the build the building, didn't he? He he basically bought the building and the training ground for for the academy. Absolutely Um, ridiculous. That's absolutely mad. That's absolutely mad. You go back to the whole Derby thing. And the 200k fine that we got paid out of his own pocket. Yeah. It's <laughs> the man is an absolute legend. I've, I've never loved a man as much as I've loved him. He's, he's <laughs> hasn't he? I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's no word of a lie. He is God uh, to any Leeds fan. Ask any one of us and he's God. 100%. Well, I think we'll leave it at that. I think we'll leave it at yeah, that. David? You can't, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> And on David, that note. <laughs> thanks very much for your time, mate. We really do appreciate it. Uh, David no has a, a YouTube channel where he creates football manager content. That'll be linked down in uh, the description. I'm sure we'll have him back on um, <laughs> for for more leads. <laughs> for more leads, either glory or disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, so cheers, lads. Thanks for coming, Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gents, thank you very much for tuning in and having to be listening to us. Uh, this was a pilot episode, so there wasn't a whole lot of direction of what we were going to do, but I think we've learned a lot, a lot haven't we, Jake? Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. We're going to have going to have new segments like Screaming of the Week. Uh, we're going to have more people back on, like David and stuff. I'm sure we'll have them back. We'll have other, other fans on. Um, to get on and do a wee bit of ranting and stuff like that. But thanks very much for tuning in, um, and we'll see you in the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.